When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. Six straight wins for your Chicago Cubs. Guys, they look great. They beat the Cardinals. They made the Cardinals look stupid from the first inning on. It was one of the weirdest starts to a game that I've seen in a long time. You guys hear, is there an echo on your end? Am I getting the only one with the echo here? Yeah, I, I get no echo. You're the only echo. You're all right, only echo. Well, never mind. It's probably Stay my head. It. It's all in my head. <laughs> Sleep deprived. Weird. Um, let's get right to the beginning of it, right? Because the Ian Happ swing, how could the Cardinals think he did that on purpose to Wilson Contreras? <laughs> is, that I mean, the dumb, is that the dumbest plunk in the history of baseball? I mean, uh, and not only is that just like – I, I don't see any player in baseball really doing that to any player. Like that's that's a pretty crappy thing to do if you to do it on purpose. But yeah. like Ian, Ian and Wilson were teammates for what like six seven seasons. Like they're yeah. remember that picture of them hugging in the dugout at the end, like yeah. the last game before the trade deadline at Wrigley. Like uh, like they were you know hugging, thinking that it was the last time they played at Wrigley together. Like they're they're. I would say they're relatively close, and and that's not something that Ian Happ would do on purpose. Um, so to think he did it on purpose, that that blew my mind. Seeing seeing that take on Twitter was like blow my mind because no, it wasn't on purpose. And you saw him like look concerned. You saw him seemingly apologize to Wilson. Like obviously couldn't hear what they were saying, but it, it looked like he was apologized. They hugged it out. Wilson walked off, and it was good. And then. That, then the takes started coming. Yeah. Uh, I see Craig's comment, and I, it makes me laugh a lot. It says, I would be embarrassed if I were a Cardinals fan, except they are too dense to feel embarrassment. And he's exactly right, because I have just I can't believe there are actual Cardinal fans on social media tonight actually defending the acts of Miles Michaelis uh, on the internet tonight. I mean, yes, Luke, it was the most, like the dumbest plunking I've ever seen in my 32 years on this planet of watching baseball. Okay. Cause it, it, it wasn't like, like since when does a backswing accidentally hitting the catcher become like some sort of like thing? When did that become a thing where it's like, Oh, he's trying to do something. He's trying to hurt someone. Like what, what? I don't get it. I don't get it. There's two outs, no one on in the first inning. Two outs, no one on the first inning. He swung at a pitch. That's all he did. And and Wilson, which if we if if you guys remember, I remember this isn't the first time that that's happened to Wilson Contreras when no. he was with the Cubs. This has happened before. And, he, and, and I'm he not should say- know that he should know half swing too. Right. And I'm not saying that this is Wilson Contreras's fault. Like it was an accident. It was an accident. This is all on Miles Michaelis. Like. If I was his teammate, if I was a Cardinals fan, 
I would just be embarrassed because of him tonight. What he did was so bluntly stupid and like there's no there's nothing you can say that that doesn't that says that that wasn't intentional. First pitch, he threw one at Ian Hap's head that just luckily Hap got out of the way in time. Second pitch, hits him in the waist. And then Chip Carey has the audacity to actually defend it on the Cardinals broadcast. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? My take take on that is, like, had he hit Hap with the first pitch, you know, Hap obviously took it and and just uh, ran over to first. Like, he hits Hap on the first pitch, um, you know, then it's over, it's done with, whatever, move on, right? Um, The fact that he went back, and hit and he missed the first one and then hit him with the second one is what did it in my mind. Now I'm kind of a little more middle in the middle of that take, like had he not been thrown out, like I think, you know, whatever move on. Um, But again, this goes back to like, he hit him or he tried to hit him with the first pitch and missed and then hit him with the second one. So I'm like, okay, then at that point it's intentional. And the, the, the umpires have a right to throw you out. Right. Like Sarah, do we have that? The rule from MLB.com handy here he goes most hit by pitches are unintentional they often stem from pitchers trying to throw the ball inside but missing by a few inches pitchers blah 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 however a pitcher may sometimes throw at a hitter intentionally as a form of retaliation if the home plate umpire suspects this is the case he has the right to eject the pitcher and the manager of the pitching team from the game so everyone's saying everyone's saying that they didn't give him a warning all that crap like well, for one, the umpires do not have to give anyone a warning. Like they, if they <laughs> deem something intentional, they have the right to throw you out without giving a warning. Again, had they had my had Michaelis not missed half with that first pitch and hit him, then you could argue it wasn't intentional. Move the first, go to first base, take your base, and and move on. The fact that he came in with that second pitch and, and then hit him, um, that was the where the intentional aspect of it became pretty clear. And at that point, the umpire has a right to to I just throw, throw you out. So what I'm saying is like, I, I, I was fine. Had he not been thrown out, like whatever, move on. But like the fact that people are saying he shouldn't have been thrown out is also like, no, nah, like Wrong. there's an argument that he should yeah. have. Right. Like, yeah. Like you, you could say, he, you could say whatever, move on, but also like, you can't just say the umpires were completely wrong for throwing him out because I don't think that's true either. Right. No, Chip Carey's wrong for really saying that. I, here's what I think, Ryan, like I'm not even sure that's the way it played out. I think Miles Michael, as I was watching, I thought, first of all, he throws basically at his head a fastball. Mm-hmm. I'd have thrown the guy out right there. But I think Michaelis was thinking, if I throw, if I buzz the tower, I can get away with hitting him on the next one because I can say, oh, it's slippery. It's so humid out here tonight that it slipped out of my hand. I think that's what he was thinking. It looked like that's what he was saying. It looked like yeah, when he was talking to the umpire, that's what he was trying to say. It was slippery. Because it's even worse if if he was trying to do it the way you're saying, and he actually threw basically at his head with a fastball the first time around. Now I'm a thousand percent ejecting the guy from the game. I don't know if you had to eject him for plunking a guy in the thigh. I don't think Cap really cared. But because he had thrown at his head the first time around, that's why he got tossed. If he would have taken the first pitch and plunked him in the thigh, everybody would have moved on. It still would have been stupid to start the game by hitting the guy in the thigh for no reason whatsoever when he actually went and apologized to his friend for making him bleed and having to leave the game. That part was stupid. I thought J.D. and uh, Boog tried to cover it up a little bit 
in the broadcast later uh, on saying, well, you know, Wilson's had the only thing they could think of was that Wilson's had a tough time in St. Louis. Pitchers have come out and say they don't want to throw to him. So maybe this was Michaelis's way of saying, hey, man, I got your back. You're still my look. I'm going to defend you against your former. We do love you more than they love you. I don't know. The whole thing was ridiculous. It ended up costing them three runs, and that was more than enough for Justin Steele to power the Cubs to the first 500 record since, what do we decide, May 13th? May 12th. May 12th, 19 and 19. This team's on fire. I, I, the only thing that I would bound, like, rebuttal on, like, what you just said about, you know, the whole narrative around Wilson Contreras is that just like, again, the, it, it's a backswing. How can you purposely try and hurt someone with a backswing? The same swing that Ian Happ has been doing since, like, since he became a major leaguer in 2017, man. Like, this isn't like, it, we all know about the unwritten rules in baseball and all this stuff. And we've talked a lot about how a lot of it is dumb and it can be dangerous and all this stuff. But like, I just don't see how, when did a backswing that accidentally hits, hits the catcher become a, a, a way of like trying to get back at someone yeah. or something dumb. like that. Like it's, it's so dumb. And that's yeah. why to me, the reaction from the Cardinals broadcast, the reaction from Michaelis, like and anyone who's defending it, I just think you look really stupid. I really do. I think you look you look really dumb. And yeah, I I mean I agree. I think it's like sorry to cut you off. I'm like I I think it was stupid to hit happen in the first place. Yeah. Like yeah. like I think that's the big no dumb part about it. Like why like, yeah like you said is not absolutely wasn't intentional. You can see by the way he reacted and apologized to Wilson that it wasn't intentional. I don't know what what the message is. Like why why are you hitting a guy? Who like he did something on purpose? You know, unwritten rules of baseball probably call for it. Like, I, what unwritten rule is there that you hit a guy because he hit the catcher with the backswing on accident? Like, I that that's the stupid part. We, I, we've I, all, it doesn't make any sense. We've all swung a baseball bat before. You can't control how far the back the bat's going to go when you when you follow through, right? Like, to an extent, right? I mean, yeah, to an extent. I, like, I, there's the argument that you should control it enough that you don't hit the catcher with the in the helmet with it right but it's also just like it's not like hap does it every time he swings the bat it's not like he did it on purpose i I, the whole situation the the fact that trying to send a message or or, or, you know make a point and hit him i just i just thought it was dumb and like whatever happened after that like whatever if it's up for debate it's up for debate but i i think the situation the way it started was just dumb yeah. Hello to it was karma, like I said. Yeah. Like they took three runs walk. scored, Morel driving into the the bases loaded walk. Like, and now in even in an even bigger fashion, with Michaelis coming out of the game, they had to use their bullpen in the first game of a four-game series. Not that it matters too much for them, but in terms of the Cubs potentially sweeping the series or at least winning three or four, they certainly helped the Cubs out with that. Like it just I don't know. As much as I troll the Cardinals and I troll their organization, their fans and everything. I do have some sort of like little bit of respect on like how they play sometimes and like, you know, respect that they're good every year, more, most more often than not in my life. But what they did tonight is one of the most sorry, like disrespectful, like I can't even put the words in my mouth. It was, it was very, very like not 
not even like the Cardinal way, like that I make fun of all the time. It was, it was, if any other team would have done this, I would have been tro- like shitting on them like I am the Cardinals right now because it's the Cardinals. It only gives me more fuel because I hate them. So, like, this, this is just, I, again, it doesn't make any sense to me why it happened, but I'm glad that it did in some aspect because the Cubs just made them pay scoring 10 runs a night. And I'm ready to watch the funeral for a second weekend in a row. <laughs> By the way, Bears fan, man, uh, with kind of a funny comment in the chat. Hello to everybody in the live chat. Hap has a hard enough time making contact with things swinging the bat forward, <laughs> let alone hitting something behind him without looking. Well, that's just so, me. A little, a little bit of shade. Got, I will I say. I ball today. Yeah, I will say that. Um, <laughs> you had a homer yesterday. Yeah. Somebody in the chat was saying I, I was reaching. I'm not sure what I was reaching about, but I will say that Michaelis has made some questionable decisions. One was throwing at Ian Happ. Two was walking out with that mustache. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. Uh, and he we took got some off, super chats, which was which was great. We do have some super chats, huh? Where are they? I'm seeing them. Yeah. There you go. Oh, stock still awake. Stock still awake. Cards are tools. Dollar ninety nine, <laughs> Fernando. Fernando. <laughs> stock somehow made it to post game. He was he, he was the last. One I didn't think I was going to make it today. I had an emergency uh, diaper change I was doing upstairs right before this. I thought it was going to be a little bit late, and not on myself either. Not on myself. So um, I, I the other one, Fernando, dollar ninety nine. When plunking the batter takes two tries. Dot dot cards. Dot dot. Yeah. Again, two tries. I mean, and that and what, like Ryan said, and that's and, what he tossed. I, I wholly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Like, if he hits him the, on the first pitch, whatever, um, you know, then it's that no one probably even like thinks anything you, of you it. You probably Maybe. get the warning. You probably get the yeah. warning but at where that was, point. Where was he trying to hit him if he was throwing that fastball? Like, was he trying I mean, to hit him, he hit him in the back? head? Because he really missed badly. If that was the case, no. I, don't yeah. I mean, it was it was chin music. Mm-hmm. And I guess the whole, the whole if that fastball, if that that first pitch would have hit him like in the head, then yeah, maybe it, the situation ends up worse than than I, where I, I guess we're talking about a completely different situation. But um, and maybe still shitting on the Cardinals for being so stupid. But yeah, I mean, like Brian said, I, I still think if they just hit him on the first pitch, wherever it is, like it's not something that's that anyone in this chat is talking about right now. So we got one more. Yeah. Guy, guy Finley, $10 uh, guys. This is fine, but we're giving the cards attention. They don't deserve. How big is the mob at Clark and Addison? If Jed trades belly now, I think it would look like a Frankenstein remake. <laughs> it, well, I mean, the way he's playing right now, yeah. you wish there were no injuries. You wish that jump hadn't happened into the fence and he'd been healthy all season because well, I mean, he's, he's playing like an MVP since he's come back. I mean, you can't question how good he looks right now. Not just a, not just the plate. How about that double play? He turned with Dansby Swanson where he dives. There were, there were two really nice defensive plays. Nico Horner had a nice one at second base thrown over to first, but that one from Bellinger snagging the ball, moving to his right, throwing it to Swanson and getting back to the bag for the double play. <sighs> Guys, I could even, – even if you're a Mervis fan, I could envision that guy at first base for me for a long time. That, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Like, he, I'm not saying he's not a great center fielder, but if you have other guys in the organization that can play center field close to that defensively and he can play first base like that, it's a pretty attractive mm-hmm. guy for whatever the price might be this offseason. Whether or not you're 
thinking about trading him at the deadline, you know, four games from now. That that's irrelevant. It, whether or not you're going to sign him in the offseason is what I'm really interested in. And I, I think he's a guy mm-hmm. they should be interested in signing no matter what. Definitely. I, I think uh, we haven't really set, talked anything about this, but like what if Mervis becomes a trade chip and he gets moved? Maybe that's telling of what the Cubs are envisioning at first base at the end of the year if they keep Bellinger. But, you know. Yeah. I, I think, I think Bellinger is getting – center fielder money this offseason and they're not gonna they're not gonna pay him center fielder money to to pay, to play first base in my opinion not 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 exclusively at first base is what mm, i would that's what fair. i would think i think and that's he a, wouldn't anyway he would still yeah. play all across the field I think, yeah but so you play a lot of first i don't think mervis is, is out of their plans just yet but uh, but on bellinger's uh we're talking about him three for five today um you know we've, we've been talking about how good his july has been in july He's hitting 425, uh, an 8, an 1189 OPS, four doubles, eight home runs, 24 RBIs, 9.5% strikeout rate. Um, he's been on fire for like almost an entire month now. And it's honestly stretched back to like the last week of June. Um, but now, you know, with this month on his season, he's batting 317. He's got a, a 910 OPS, 382 weighted on base average, a 142 WRC plus and a 16.6% strikeout rate. Um, he's, like, performing at an all-star level. It's a shame that basically, like, a month and a half was kind of taken from him with um, the injury and then, you know, kind of getting back in the rhythm from that. Um, on top of the the first couple of weeks of May weren't as good as his April was, but, like, just on the season, he's put up insane numbers. And when we talk about, what the what him and, and Scott Boris were looking to do coming into this season, turn down other multi-year offers uh, to take a one-year deal on a place where he knew he was going to play center field every day or first base, wherever. Um, he was going to get everyday playing time, a chance to just kind of reestablish his value on the market and then hit free agency. Like everything's kind of gone according to plan for Scott Boris and Cody Bellinger. Everything, I think everything they were hoping to get out of this season as far as like what Cody Bellinger can his value could be going into free agency. I think they've like it, it, there's still two months, but they're like they're on the path where like it's mission accomplished and they're like Scott Boris is just hoping and Cody Bellinger too. They're hoping that Cody keeps this going for two more months so that they can get to free agency and cash in because the way he's playing, the way he's played most of the season, um he's going to be a pretty coveted asset come free agency. And Ryan, it's worked out for the Cubs just as well. Really? Yeah. Like, totally. eight, you know, eight, what is it? $18 million he's making this season. It's a, Seven, yeah. 17 so, and a half guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I mean, with the, being the one year deal, the Cubs wanted one of two things to happen. Either A, he has a good season and you do too, and you can keep him and he helps you, or B, he has a good season and you can trade him. So the Cubs still have both of those opportunities. J.D. and Boog talked about it in the broadcast. The Cubs are kind of in an enviable position in this way in that they they do have the ability to go either way. They're not forced. They, they're not Their hand isn't forced to sell these guys because they still can say we're in this, right, which is what fans want them to do, say, say we're in this, at least most fans do. But you can now go to a team with, if that wanted Cody Bellinger and has been watching him for the last month and say, well, if you want him, 
the price is high because we don't have to give him up. We can still compete in the worst division Mm -hmm. in the National League, and he's the key to us still winning this division and getting to the postseason. So we don't have to give him up. If you want to give, if you want him, make us your best offer. And if that's not your best offer, you better make it pretty quick because other teams are calling us too, and we're listening to them. So the the Mancini deal has not necessarily worked out for the Cubs the way they hoped it would. The Hosmer deal was whatever it was. He was hardly making any money when he come to baseball cash. But the Bellinger deal, that's working out perfectly for both sides, not just Bellinger. Yeah, yeah. no, tell me he's like he there's been games in this last month where like there's been stretches of games this last month where he's kind of carried the Cubs offensively, like I put him on his back and carried him and. Um, you know, now the Cubs offense around him has woken up the last couple of weeks and taken care of business. Um, but yeah, no, I think Cody Bellinger has been like, especially this month that, you know, that April, like he has been like everything the Cubs could have kind of hoped for, for the most part. And as the Cubs are on this stretch where they're uh, working their way back into the NL central picture, the wild card picture, like Cody Bellinger has been honestly, Cody Bellinger, maybe, as far as the position player side goes, has been like their MVP. You know, I'd say, you know, Justin Steele's been up there too, obviously, as far as mm-hmm. pretty impressively good, you know, you know kind of carrying them at times. Um, but he only pitches once every five days. Cody Bellinger seems like he's having a good day at the plate and a good day in the field every single night. And that's been as important as anything for the Cubs this last stretch of games. Yeah. I mean, one play that we didn't mention defensively, I think. Swanson fielded a ground ball at some point in the game, and uh, you know he kind of almost airmailed one, and Bellinger just jumped up and got it. And thankfully, whoever was running the first was slow, but like um, just to be able to go up and get it with the athleticism that he has, and you know come down and, and still get the out. Again, Swanson makes better throws than that nine times out of ten, but um, again, it just kind of describes how good he is, how athletic he is and how versatile he is. And I mean, that's, I don't know if they're going to resign him if they keep him. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they'll pwn up the money. Uh, I don't think I still, even if he has a hot two, two more months, I don't think he's going to get more than $200 million. And I think the Cubs can then afford that. And I just, if he does that, then it's, it's only going to make, the idea of bringing him back for not only fans, but I think even guys on the team will want him to come back. Um, you know, it's going to make that even more of a thing. And it, it, I think if if you do keep him and you end up going on a run or whatever, and you don't even and you don't at least put a a, a sizable offer out there, then it's going to look really bad. So, um, yeah. That's 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 pretty much been my take on it over the last handful of weeks. Um, the Cubs finally back to 500. They if they play like they have the last six games, the rest of the series, I think they're they're soft buyers. I think they're going to try and go for it and, and get into the postseason. And and they're only going to be able to be able to do that with with Bellinger. And it's I get to me it's it's he fits perfectly on this team. Lucas said it a few times. I think we've all basically kind of said it a few times. Like he is, he is becoming something for the Cubs, and he's got like he's already a fan favorite. But he can be, he can really be something, be part of something really special here during this next window that's supposed to open next year. 
he's already won a World Series the, with the Dodgers, whether you want to count the 2020 World Series. But, you know, he's got MVPs. He's He's been successful. He's shown the – He's shown in the past to be a successful player, and we've seen why he's been on winning teams. He does more than just hit. He does more than just play defense. He he does it all. He literally does yeah. it all. He's a five tool player. Like, I, I just I to me, well, I'm not saying the, do whatever it takes to keep him. A, but I got to do a lot. He's a superstar, Cody. That's what you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah. He's a superstar with superstar credentials who's now playing again like a superstar and the Cubs don't have that guy. Dansby is a great baseball player, but he is not a superstar in major league baseball. Cody Bellinger has be. been a superstar in major league baseball and is starting to play like that guy again. That's yeah, why you that, can't let him go away. I think that's where the, the the caveat that I said earlier of like, he's got, he's got two more months, right. To kind of prove it. Cause if you really think about it, he's been really good for two months and has been not as good and hurt for two months this season. So it's really been half the season thus far uh, of, of really, really good Cody Bellinger. And yes, he you know won the rookie of the year in 17, won the MVP in 19, also had two plus really bad years, right? Um, injuries played a part in that, and, and him being healthy, I think, has played a part in uh, most of this season, him being kind of resurgent, superstar looking like Cody Bellinger. Um, but I think the caveat still remains that you got to, give him the end of the season, right? Like people were ready to give him the extension in April at the end of April. And we saw what happened in the next two months. Like it wasn't Cody Bellinger, right? Um, I want to see him get to the end of the season before I like, am ready to stamp him as a superstar again. Um, I think him being healthy. I think the way he's playing now, I think he can do it. Um, but I do, I do want to see him finish the season, um, strong you know healthy finish it strong he's playing well he's playing good on both sides of the ball i need to see that before i'm ready to say like give him superstar type money is, is it that, fair to compare caveat. him to chris bryant is, is that a fair comparison guys that were i think so yeah of the year mvp injuries have derailed them and obviously they're they're not lining up they're not going the same direction at the same time and and maybe KB will never capture that again, but it looks like Bellinger is recapturing that. Yeah, to me I, that I, way they're similar. I think that's fair. I think the you know the way their career started, the way the next few seasons have gone for them, I think that's a pretty fair comparison. Yeah, I mean, what going in the off season when the Cubs signed him, we all kind of you know had the idea of if he could get back to where he was. A lot of that would be due to perhaps Cubs' new hitting coach that was his hitting coach with the Dodgers. Um, Excuse me. The ability to stay on the field and change the scenery. And I think, you know, yeah, the, the, I don't give him a lot of flack for the injury because he got in the injury is from an unreal catch he made in center field in Houston. So it's not like he right. got hurt running the bases, like pulling his hamstring or something like that. Or, you know, I, I don't know. Like it's, it was, you know, it was a injury that like you can't you can't measure if this guy's injury prone because of this. But he's the change of scenery has definitely been a thing and no one talks about it. But I do think the Cubs hitting coach that, you know, used to be his in L.A. has played some part in it. I, I do think that 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 has. And then just the fact that when he has played, he has been healthy. And so. You know he's healthy. He's playing like a superstar MVP type player. So it's a, it's a, it's interesting how 
you know, those years in LA, how bad they were, it makes you wonder like, did he really just need the change of scenery or was he actually playing hurt a lot? Like, I, I don't know, but I'm just glad that he landed in the Cubs hands and they, they now control their own destiny with him. I'm, I'm with Ryan. Like I would, for the most part, like I would, I want to see him the rest of the year continue to do. I'm not going to expect July numbers in August and September, but just continue to be, you know, this five tool guy that is valuable, that, that plays the defense that he plays and, and gives you quality at bats. Even when he does make outs, forcing pitchers to throw a lot of pitches, take walks, hit the ball over the field. That's another thing. Like he doesn't, he's not a, a left-handed pull hitter. Like he's spraying the ball all over the field. Like if he just continues to do that, all those things, that that's a guy that you're going to want around. So, yeah. 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 That's what I'm, all I'm saying is like, I need to keep seeing it. Right. Like I'm not, I'm not ready to say, I'm not ready to say give him superstar money right now. I'd like to see it to the end of the season. And, you know, I guess we, I guess I'm going to start saying like, ready to see those ready to see that happen the last two months while with the Cubs. Right. I think, I think, I think we're in that position now. I think we're in that position where these Cubs might actually buy or not. So I think, like like Cody said, you know, that the, the path to getting to the postseason and a, and a playoff berth is, a lot harder to see without Cody Bellinger. Like it, yeah. it's difficult without Marcus Stroman, but because of the way he's pitching, we were saying last night, it's a little bit easier to see the way Bellinger's playing. You take him out of the lineup. Their, their offense is basically number one in baseball since the all-star break with the guy. That's the thing that's been missing all season has been the offense. I mean, sure. There's been problems with the bullpen and stuff, but they haven't scored enough runs. Now they have a guy who's got some power and hit adding him back to the lineup has completely changed the way the team is playing baseball against some bad teams, but it's changed the way they're playing baseball right now. Yeah. We got another super chat from baseball junkie, 10 bucks. Should have got to this one faster. Cows are flying and the wind is whipping around here in Minnesota. No storm would prevent me from tuning in and celebrating the Cubs being 500 again with my favorite crew. St. Louis sucks worse than any tornado. <laughs> Hell yeah. I like baseball that. Baseball junkie coming strong. He had a second one. He Stay had a correction. <laughs> he had a correction. Typo oh, correction on his first super chat. He meant to say worse than any tornado. He's getting 2003 fives from this club right now. Minus a 40 homer guy. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean. The 2003 yeah. team, what? Won like 84, 85 games. Something like that. Like. They Sounds were sneaky. Right. I don't remember exactly yeah. the way. came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. They came out of nowhere. <laughs> they got one more. We got another uh, super chat. Ben Paul, $1.99, pay belly. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> starting the campaign to pay Cody <laughs> Bellinger. I wish that we could use the super chats to pay Cody Bellinger at the end of the year. <laughs> well, so. you don't because we wouldn't have enough to pay Cody Bellinger, but. <laughs> That's fair. And then I wouldn't be able to myself to get paid. So, you know. I t- I tell you what, Cody, right now, all we really want to look forward to, summer Fridays. Sunny side, summer Fridays. Tell us about sunny side and why it's so perfect for Fridays. I love those get-out-of-work early days on Fridays. I love a Friday 120 game for the Cubs because it means I'm home on Friday night. Absolutely. And when you have, when you, when you go home early from work on mm-hmm. Friday, you can yeah. uh, stop at sunny side That's right. before you go home. And then you got your whole night made if the Cubs happen to be playing a night game like they did tonight. So Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome. 
to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. A one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs. No matter where you are in your cannabis journey, easy online ordering and in-store pickup. Great transparent loyalty program. The Sunnyside Rewards. Illinois' favorite dispensary from the city to the suburbs. Champaign to South Beloit and Wrigleyville to River North. Um, guys, which Chicago athlete made you feel good this week? Uh, Cody Bellinger, many times, <laughs> right? Same. Cody Bellinger, said this totally today. just tonight. He's, e- he's Ian Happ for um, Ian Happ made me feel good tonight for um, making the Cardinals do something stupid. Yeah. Uh, Justin Mike. Fields, Justin Fields today, Hogue, oh, yeah. uh, our guy Adam Hogue from the Bears said that he threw a dime or something like that. So I'm like, just just hearing that kind of stuff makes me feel <laughs> excited because football season's almost here. Oh, so yeah. Justin Fields football season. made me feel uh, good. I'll say uh, Mike Tockman because the summer of Mike Tockman has been oh, my favorite bit of the entire year. Um, <laughs> so through August, head to Sunnyside.shop and use code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off. Your total order, one use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois med card holder. Hooters, Maybe guys. Maybe get some Hooters spot. on the way. Got to get the Hooters. Got to get the Hooters this weekend. Oh, yeah. Your spot to catch all the games this season. Step up. To the plate for their world famous wings, delicious seafood, stacked sandwiches, salads, and more. Tons of great beer specials, too, and six dollar drinks all day, every day. Check out their seafood specials. How about 1983? That's 83. $19.83 for a pound of crab legs and great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp. Hooters is celebrating 40 years in business all year long in honor of that anniversary on the fourth of every month. Hooters is hosting throwback events, bringing back the 80s with 83-cent wings and other great specials. Next one coming up August 4th. I love their sweet tea. Love that. Let me tell you, sweet tea at Hooters. Good. You get the wings, they're a little, you know, get a little spice going, then you get something cold. Yeah, Michael Scott, also a big fan of Hooters. If you oh, Michael seen Scott that. loved Hooters. 11 <laughs> locations in the area. You guys there? Am I missing you? I'm, I'm here. You got. You're here. I'm you trying here? to find you now. Uh oh. Uh oh. I don't Stuckies. see you. You don't see us. I don't see you. It's like he's oh. having issues. He's having he technical. Oh, I see you now. I think I see there you is. now. Uh, back. You're back. back, and he's already. Uh, everything's going haywire. Here's here's a good segue into the second segment. And Luke, I got to give you a lot of credit while you were gone. I learned really good to, or I taught myself really good to do. Good segues. All right. Oh, segue special. This is, yeah. this is the worst segue I've, I've but, heard. So. Then he gives but, a bad segue. <laughs> Adbert Azalei, Adbert Azalei tweeted, never a doubt when Mississippi fastball is on the bump. Uh, and then he has a typo. But anyway, he's he's <laughs> tweeting about Justin Steele again. And we haven't talked about Justin Steele. So that's a segue, guys. Justin Steele again. Quality stuff. Awesome. Justin awesome. Justin Steele has been like it, if you're doubting him as an NL Cy Young candidate right now, you're kind of you're just like in denial or lying to yourself. Um, yeah, Steele today, six innings, five hits, one run, three walks, four strikeouts, and um, 13 whiffs on 50 swing. That's good for a 26% whiff rate plus 10 more called strikes. 
good day for him on the mound and considering how hot it was in St. Louis today, like that's it's like a hundred degrees. Yeah, right. That's 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 good for him. He's what eleven and three, I I want to say on the season now. Um, he's got a two eight seven ERA, a one twelve WHIP, a five point four percent walk rate, fifty percent ground ball rate, five point seven percent barrel rate, and a thirty one point one percent hard hit rate. For those of you people that don't care about stats, let me just tell you, all of those are in the top six of the National League, including that hard hit rate, which is first. The ERA is second. He's been awesome. He's been really, really good. He's got 13 quality starts so far, fourth in the NL. Um, it's like every time he goes out, he's he's become that guy where you're like, yeah, the, the Cubs, it's win day, right? Like that's what David Ross has called it before. It's win day. Like you can be pretty confident that Justin Steele is going to win. Um, you know, I think the Cubs were actually underdogs today going into like as far as betting lines go. And I'm like, uh, with Justin Steele on the mound, let's. I don't know if I'd call them underdogs, but that's just how I feel about watching Justin Steele. Like it, it feels like every time he goes out, he's going to give them a really, really good chance to win. Um, I'm, I'm more shocked when he doesn't do that at this point. And like I said, an easy NL Cy Young candidate. I don't know where he is as far as like if he's the favorite at this point, but um, it's he's easily put himself in that discussion. Um, and it's just been really cool to watch that. I mean, he, he did it for the se- most of the second half last year before he got hurt, but now he's doing that like all season this year. It's been pretty cool to see. Yeah, no, I agree. And one of the great stories, by the way, uh, another super chat from Carter Hawkins, five bucks. Cubs GM getting involved. Don't forget the Cubs can put that qualifying offer on belly in the off season. Yeah. That's another reason uh, that he's different than Marcus Stroman. Stroman, you can't put the qualifying offer. So um yeah, that, that's that's interesting. I just I would love to see him back on the team next year. But yep. like Ryan said, let's see it happen the next two months. And if then that happens, then it becomes Shohei one, Bellinger two. <laughs> in, in that order, Shohei, Bellinger. Maybe both. Why not? The Rickets make a lot Why of money. Not? They got the uh, new sportsbook. Sport, sportsbook on the corner making money. Yeah. What do we got here? Mad Mike. Mad Mike, Mike, 1999. Ooh. Oh, uh, I'll read it. Uh, yeah, great read W it. today. And we should take this victory day by day. I've been on this train. We can take back this division. Also, we should not sell. Also, rumors are speculating that Arenado might be dealt to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, well, there's a lot to take in there. Uh, you know, if the Cardinals trade Arenado to the Dodgers, I mean, it'll be funny, but also like, like a little sad, too, because it's like. Now it's only going to make the Dodgers better, but I would love to see if the Cardinals move Arenado so I can go back to cheering for him again because he is one of the greatest that I've ever been able to watch. But I don't want to see him go to the Dodgers. So would you be you willing enough to get good prospects for Arenado on the Cubs? Yeah. I mean, you get four more years. It's not like he's a rental. You get four more years. Yeah. Um, you know, I know the the advanced defensive metrics this year are, are down. Like he's, you know, he's won like, that gold glove, 10 straight years, one down year. Can he get back to playing a better better defense next year? I don't know. But you know, the only thing that's kind of scary is like he's in those four years, he'll be – it's like age 32 to 36. So, you know, you're getting the back half and he's making a lot of money. But he would fill your third base hole very clearly. So, yeah, is it worth the risk? I think. But do I give up PCA for him? Not this year. 
boy, it'd if, be it, tough if the Cubs, if the Cubs were ready to win the World Series now, yes, but they're not ready to world, win the World Series now. So there's no team in baseball, Cody, that would give you more anxiety or a more of an upset stomach than watching a pile of prospects go to the St. Louis Cardinals. Am I right? Like there's no yeah. other franchise in baseball that you'd be more afraid of trading with. Yeah. yeah if you're the Cubs for sure, because they, they always seem to come out on the right side of those kind of deals. Yeah. yeah. Either which way, whether they're getting a Nolan Arenado or sending him out, like it feels like yeah. they'll probably come out on the right side. Well, you know, Arenado and Goldschmidt, they fleece the Rockies and the Diamondbacks because they're poverty or organizations. No offense to our friends at DMVR, PHNX, but it's just the facts. Um, however, you know, they still did trade Zach Gallon and Sandy Alcantara and uh, Adolis Garcia. And I'm, I'm feeling like I'm, oh, and Randy Rosarena. So, you know, they, even they somehow have bad trades too. But yeah, do I want the Cubs to trade for Arenado this year? No, not really. Cody turning this into a Cardinals podcast. Well, they did play the Cardinals tonight. Well, we were talking about Steele. We were talking about Justin Steele. We were talking about the Super Chats. That that was the – Yeah, I got got us off track with the Super Chats. (laughs) The the major segue into the Justin Steele segment. (laughs) Back to Justin Steele. I didn't try to talk about Arenado. Luke asked me the question. I got us off track. giving you crap. I was trying to go back and see what Robbie was fighting with some somebody named Martel about, but I can't figure it out. It's too far. Robbie, Robbie, thank you for having our back for whatever that Uh, is. I think Robbie does have our back, but appreciate it. That's Uh, why we love Robbie. Robbie's Robbie's the man. He he never misses a show, and when he does, it's for good reasons. Uh, Jack R in the chat. He is asking me to give him credit where credit is due, and as a man of integrity, guys, I am willing to give him some credit. Not fully because the Cubs still, you know, they 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 could completely shock us and and do something really stupid. But I will give him some credit if they make. I'll give him even more credit if there are buyers or soft buyers, whatever you want to call it, at the deadline. But a week ago, I think it. it I had a lot of reason to be very very pissed off at this organization a week and a half ago, eight and a half back in the division that was awful. I think seven games back in the wild card. The, the ground that they've made up is awesome and it's great. And I love the way they're playing right now, but don't tell me that I wasn't wrong to say what I said. So. Do you view uh Steele as, as the ace going into next season? I mean, I guess unless they sign Shohei Otani, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, even I, if, even if Stroman were here, would he be the ace going into the season? I, I kind of think, so. think so. I think, I think, I think, what he's been doing this season has been ace like, right? Like he's starting to turn into that guy that you kind of look at as your ace. Um, I, I do, I do believe Stroman, you know, he said yesterday that he's just kind of felt off mechanically since St. Louis or uh, since London, um, that start, uh, the, that Sunday start in London against St. Louis. Um, and he said he's felt off mechanically since then working on some things. So I do have faith that he's going to turn things around. I don't know that he's, he's going to get back to what he was in that first half. Cause that was so dominant for a while there. Um, but I think I do think Marcus Stroman can get back to that. But um, regardless of if he's here or not, I think you're looking at Steele as like your number one guy next year. He's been that good. Yeah. Well, if Stroman's not here, that means that a they either 
I don't, you know, they have other starters out there. Like Aaron Nola is a guy that's supposed to be on the market this off season. Like, I don't, I don't know if the Cubs are interested, obviously, but you know, maybe if they do trade Stroman in this, you know, buy slash sell deadline, you know, we'll see Wesneski pitch really well for two, two months. And maybe he, you know, is inserted into the rotation opening day again next year and, you know, Tyone, he's pitched better of late. Hopefully he finishes the season strong. You feel good with him in your top three going into next year. Um, and, you know, they have other young guys too. But, like, they'll, they'll if they trade Stroh, they're definitely going to have to go out and find another free agent pitcher. And we can sit here and dream about Otani all we want. Um, yeah, like, that's kind of the thing about Stroman is, you know, he hasn't pitched well of late, and if it continues, then he ain't going to opt out anyway. So if they do trade him, maybe it's a good thing that they trade him. But uh, they still have to – either way, they still have to go out and find another starter, like a proven one, you know. So I'm, I am interested who would be in that, that two-hole uh, behind Justin Steele next year if it's not Stroman. Yeah, a lot of people saying uh, Snell, uh, Nola – Someone just said, hopefully Ben Brown will fill that number four hole next season. I agree. Like that's one thing about letting Stroman go. If you don't, if you're not able to bring him back, is that you've got to figure out the top of your rotation. But, mm-hmm. but for right now, the way you're looking at this post, this run for the postseason, the Cubs are in this for a couple reasons. One, Bellinger has played the way he has. Two, Justin Steele has pitched the way he has, and. They've been able to piecemeal a little bit the bullpen and cover up some of the things. But really, a lot of the stuff we said going into the season has unfolded the, the way we expected it to. Maybe the bullpen's worse than most of us thought, although I know the godfather, Michael Collada, said right from the start, not enough arms in the bullpen. But if Alzali is now that guy, which we said early in the season might be, that's developed. Now, some of the younger guys haven't really come up yet, but that still could be coming we still could have some guys come up and start to help the team um maybe that's Wes Nesky fills that void if if Stroman's gone uh the last couple months of the season we'll see but right now six straight wins for the Cubs if you sweep the Cardinals you give Jed something to think about let me tell you uh something else to think about guys pins and aces the official golf apparel partner of all city and CHGO we love our pins and aces gear we get tons of compliments on and off the course They are a family-owned golf and apparel business. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, even our favorite beer sleeve. That's an innovative product that allows you to store not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven brewskis right inside your golf bag. Keep those drinks cold the entire round. Check out pinsandaces.com and use the code CHGO to get 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That is pinsandaces.com. Dot com just had a, one of their golf shirts show up at my doorstep this week. Super comfortable. You, you said you had a golf shirt show up this week. Yeah, golf shirt from Pins and Aces, a polo. So you might as well wear that to the our CHGO diehard Cog Hill event, right? Well, I was thinking that, but now I, from what I understand, everybody that plays in it gets a Pins and Aces polo. Ooh, okay. Well, let me tell you about it anyway. CHGO Kickoff Classic at Cog Hill is coming. 
August 25th, 9 a.m., 18 holes with the cart, exclusive CHGO and pins and aces polo for, for all players. You got whole contests, giveaway prizes, lunch, drinks, and a ceremony after the round. Uh, you get a diehard discount if you sign up as a diehard, so make sure you got that going. But that's, you know, with us, our CHGO uh, kickoff classic at Cog Hill. Um, yeah, so we are – very excited for that when me and Cody are talking about just kind of driving around golf carts and, and having a good time instead of golfing. Cause I'm terrible at it, but you know, Happy I think that's what we're going to do. Right. What do you think, Cody? Is that, is that the plan? Yeah. I mean, again, I'm down to, you know, do best ball. Like me and you can just pair up with guys who are actually really good and we get to swing it a little bit, but whenever they hit their ball off the tee, like we'll play with their ball because we suck, but you know, I like best ball. I, I don't have to really try that hard. You know, it's just what like about, what give about your best designated, effort. Designated putter. You could be the putter, just the putter. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like are we going golf. to play mini golf or are we going to an actual golf course? I mean, <laughs> uh, well, so I mentioned, I mentioned the diehard discount, but let me tell you about being a CHO mm. diehard. You know, we got podcasts and live shows on every team every day, post game shows, premium written content for diehards at allchto.com. Um, you get 20% off events if you're a diehard. So that's always helpful. And uh, discounts on merch, our dope merch, as Luke likes to say, for all our teams. Uh, you get a f- <laughs> you get a free shirt when you become a member. Uh, you get to join our members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge, as we like to call it. We still haven't gotten our our lounge robes stuck. No, in, so we're working we gotta, on it. Yeah, yeah, we're working on it. We're a year um, and a half into robes. trying to get those robes. <laughs> and, and also right now, um, you go to our CHGO locker. We got the CHGO locker summer sale. Uh, you get up to 50% off select items through July 30th. So go to chgolocker.com. Check out what we got there. A lot of cool stuff. Just dropped the new Cub shirt, I believe. I don't know that it's on that discount, but um, it is a cool shirt. So make sure you yeah. go on chgolocker.com and check it out. Great time to get it considering uh, the great game that he had tonight. Sweet emotion. Sweet, Sweet emotion. Motion. Yeah. Uh, uh Gary and, oh, oh sorry. I was just another segue, Luke. Uh, oh, Gary mentioned that David Gary mentioned that uh David Robinson got traded to the Marlins in the chat. Okay. So, like the one I just wanted to say, like the one thing that annoyed me tonight, and it was a very, very small annoyance, and it didn't really matter. But Anthony K giving up another homer. The Cubs desperately need a left-handed reliever, man. They desperately need a left-handed reliever. And our guy Kevin Wells in the chat says, go out and get Aaron Bummer. And I absolutely agree, even though he's from the White Sox. He's pretty good, and he has a year of control. He's like the he's the lefty arm that I want. He's the one that I've looked at, and I've been like, if you're going to buy, you got to get a left-handed reliever. And that's what I think they need to do is get someone like him. By the way, we're all going to be at the takeover, and I see Mike Dubs, the Mike Dubs, in the chat saying there's a little buzz going around that I'll be at Wrigley on August 16th oh. for the Cubs Sox, which will be the CHGO takeover. Who's I saw source? Kevin Wells on TV last night, almost the entire broadcast sitting like first or second row. And you could just see him in the background giggling as the Cubs were coming back. <laughs> <laughs> he was slightly out of focus, but I guarantee that's who it was sitting second row. Tell me I'm wrong. Kevin Wells. Um, he wasn't because he tweeted at me whenever Talkman got the the bases loaded walk. He tweeted a video of him getting the walk 
from his seats and he mm. was literally right by like the socks dugout. So yeah, hundred percent was him. You could, <laughs> I, I saw him, him. Like, I was like, is that Kevin Wells? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to talk. I want to talk about actually Talkman. You mentioned Talkman and Nico. Yeah. Two guys the, yeah. Two guys at the top of the order, two guys, you know, Nico, obviously a guy they invested a lot of money in um, for the next few seasons, bought out his arbitration years. And I believe a year of free agency um, and Mike Talkman, who, didn't start the year on the opening day roster, but has been up pretty much since Bellinger got hurt. Um, but we're talking about this run, especially the last handful of games since the all-star break and what the Cubs have been able to do. Um, Nico over his last nine, which is since uh, that 17 to three win on July 18th, he's hitting 405. He's got an 1137 OPS, which includes a 488 on base percentage, uh, three doubles, two homers, nine ribbies, five walks, 10 runs, four stolen bases. Um, has had some Babbitt luck in there, 382, which is rather high, but he's also only striking out 4.7% of the time in that stretch. Um, Nico was a guy that, you know, we talked about him struggling, right? He was going through a little slump at the same time that happened, Suzuki were, um, and that just, when you have three of your supposed to be best hitters doing that like that, it was obvious why the Cubs were struggling as a whole at that time. Uh, but Nico's turned it around a lot in the last uh, nine games. So, you know, his season W his his season WRC plus is over 101. So he's an above league average hitter again. Um, and then Talkman over his last 10, dating back to July 16th, he's hitting 333, 998 OPS, three doubles, two home runs, eleven uh ribbies, and five walks. So he's also having uh, a very good stretch of games. 415 on base percentage when you're talking about him leading off. Uh, you're talking about a guy that's putting together really good at bats, really good plate appearances. Um, taking his walks or, you know, getting the ball, finding grass with, with singles and stuff. So um, he's been really good at the top of the, the order. Um, he, you know, that kind of, that kind of goes back to when he started, he took over for Bellinger in center field. Um, I, you're, you're starting to see guys throughout the order finding it again, right? Nico's finding it again. Talkman's had a really good stretch. Uh, I know Saya has been a little up and down the last couple of weeks, but he's put together some really good games. Jan Gomes, what do you have? He had another double today. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're starting to see guys throughout the lineup put things together, right? And that's why they've been scoring so many runs during the stretch is the offense is figuring out how to even just manufacture runs, not 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 hitting a bunch of homers or whatever, but manufacturing runs. And that's considering the pitching has been like what carried them for a large majority of the season to see the offense now the last couple of weeks playing their part has been huge for them. Yeah, the and corner I, positions have been a problem, right? This year, but yeah. last year, look at outfield. It was it was a disaster. Or Ortega, Hermosillo, the guys they kept marching through there, but both guys that they've added this past offseason, Bellinger and Talkman, both good signings. They yeah. they've definitely upgraded their outfield in one season. There's no there's no questioning that. Sorry, I interrupted Cody. I was just gonna say uh the talk the, the Talkman, it's just I don't understand it. Like it, he was a sign that we didn't even talk about. We might've talked about it for two minutes in the off season. I don't, again, I would love to go find the audio of us talking about the Cubs signing Mike Talkman. you know? Yeah. Like it, I, think it, I think it's centered around. He went to friend, Ryan went to Elk Grove. I went to prospect. Let's move on to yeah. the next topic. I love the bit, but I, I really do like watching him play. Like he gives you good at bats every time. Mm-hmm. He's just been 
he's just sat in that leadoff spot against righty specifically and really owned that role. And like he's like he's a journeyman. He hasn't really had is like consistent playing time with other teams outside of the Yankees in 2019, but you know, he got his opportunity and he just took it and he hasn't given it up. You know, even Bellinger came back and he's still getting time in center field because he's played well enough in center field for the Cubs to feel confident with him out there still. And yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. So like, I, I really have enjoyed watching him play. So it's good to see, you know, when those types of like deals and signings work out, that's a sign of, uh, you know, finding the, like when you can find those diamonds in the rough, like, like, like that, like, it's those, of a good it's those marginal signings, right? Like yeah. people harp on like the Mancini and the Hosmer and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like Talkman's a, I think he was, he was just a spring training invite signing, if I'm not mistaken. Like he was a guy who he's had a successful year, right? Like, or he's yeah. had some success in the big leagues, with the Yankees. Um, he's not a prospect, right? Like he's like a 32, maybe something like that. Yeah. 31, 32. Um, so he has obvious big league experience and like going back to spring training, David Ross talked about him and was impressed with his plate approach, all that stuff. It just seemed like, you know, he didn't have there was no there wasn't the room on the opening day roster for him, even though maybe we could argue he should have been you know, over Master Boney, whatever. Um, but, yeah, now he's gotten his shot. He ran with it. And he's I mean, you see it just like every at bat he goes. Right. He, he's patient. He is following balls off. Like he's, you know, willing to take a walk. It's, it's like he's, you know, for what they've needed at the top of the order, he's been delivering for a for most of the time since he's gotten brought up. And I think that's been, that's also been obviously really important for the Cubs. Uh, Jack R saying, Luke, do you, have you done immaculate grid at all? I just <laughs> heard that term for the first time last week. I don't know what that means. Oh, like, you I, don't know I, what I don't the immaculate know what grid is. Oh, is it a game? Yeah, it's a game. Yeah. What was the, what was the one that I was playing where I would type in five letters and then the five letters, you would tell you how many letters you guessed right. And if you got two right, then the two would stay there. People still still do that. It was, Is that Wordle? It was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, you had to guess the word, and it was five letters across or six letters across. And then you would pick yeah. six letters. I don't know. You And then you get another shot at it. You, I, would, I agree with Jack. Come on, it's still out there. You, you, you would be good at Immaculate Grid. Wordle. Thank you, Gary. Wordle. Shane. Wordle. Immaculate grid, I'd be good at it. You would, because all you got to do is just remember old players. That's basically it that played for. Oh different no, I'd teams. be horrible at that. I can't remember what I ate for lunch. All right, I don't think I'd be very good at it. I feel like you would. You just been around for a long time. No, well, I'm not, old. That's not disrespect. That's not disrespect. I just think that you covered a lot of teams, seen okay. a lot of players. I feel like you might remember some names. All right. Uh, Carter Hawkins says we need Jonathan VR back. That's a sign that we could get to who you got before we go. <laughs> Uh, you have tonight. I had Hap, and I make my argument on he made the Cardinals bleed, and he made them do stupid things. He and Hap, but he he did take the hit by pitch and didn't say a word. And he took he he took one for the team. He took one for the team. Yeah, and he walked again later (laughs) in the game. Probably it's probably Bellinger again. Three for five. Who had Bellinger? I'd say, uh, uh, he had four for four. He had a walk and a run score. Yeah, Bellinger three for five. It's, it's, it's Bellinger. Another. It's his thirteenth yeah. multi-hit game this month. In fact, Brendan wins, but he wanted to take Nico, but Ryan took him first. Yeah, um, yeah, it happens. You know, only Morel would have had a chance to maybe beat 
Bellinger. He he also had three hits. So so it happens. It's okay. We're all had a great right. game. He's he's. Congrats, he's Brendan. Congrats. He's getting ready to get hot again. I'm 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 ready for another five game streak of homers from Morrell this weekend. Starting. This I, asked, weekend. I asked Brendan if he wanted to come on tonight. He said family in town. Uh, good to hear, Becky, that your dad is doing okay. And uh, folks, this has been our second full one hour podcast live of the day. So if you missed the first one earlier this afternoon, one to two, uh, we had another good crowd for that one. We were out at the National Sports Collectors Convention in Rosemont at the uh, Donald E. Stevens Convention Center. Good time there. We met Bo. We talked. Bo is the guy collecting one million Cubs baseball cards. That was fun. Uh, we recapped the Crosstown, had some fun with that. Check it out. Go back on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our uh, YouTube page that's uh, here on YouTube at For All CHGO. And make sure you're also signed up to be a diehard. As Ryan mentioned earlier, the Cog Hill event coming up close now. That's the kickoff classic at Cog Hill, August 25th, 9 a.m., 18 holes with a cart. You get an exclusive CHGO and Pins and Aces polo if you're playing in this. There's going to be whole contests, giveaways, lunch, drinks, ceremony after the round. There's a diehard discount because there's always a diehard discount. And right now, you can get a lot of dope merch because there's 50% off select items in the CHGO Locker Summer Sale going on through the 30th. So just through the end of the month, make sure you get after that right now. Uh, let's see. Brendan and Corey will have a wrap-up for you coming on Sunday, right? Yep. And hopefully we will we'll be there Monday, Tuesday to make sure, lead you right up to and through the trade deadline as it's getting closer, and we'll see what the, see what happens with that. But for hey, right maybe now, we'll have, maybe we'll have an emergency pot over the weekend. You never we know. might have an emergency pot over the weekend. We also might have seven straight wins, eight straight wins, nine straight wins. Who knows? Right now, six in a row. Cubs with a hot stretch. Offense is playing as well as it's played in a long time. See if they continue it tomorrow against the Cardinals as they go for seven in a row. Uh, um, anything else, guys, before we sign off? One uh, question. Mike, Mike Woodson, head coach, former head coach of the New York Knicks and now head coach of Indiana, yeah. um, says that you guys need to let me talk more. So I agree. Thanks, coach. We appreciate that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Ryan, send us off then. Send I don't, us I'm, off. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not, not high on you. IU coaches, but fine, whatever. I'll look <laughs> uh, it's all 272 you people still watching on Thursday night love at every 11 single o'clock at night. I have one question. Yeah. Do I have a punchable face? Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know what a punchable face is. Like, you don't have a face where I look at you and say, I want to punch that guy in the face, if that's what you're asking. All right. But, it, well, but if you were to punch anyone in the face, would Cody stick out among the among the, the rest is what he's asking. <laughs> Somebody says you have a punchable face. <laughs> Someone on the internet today told me I have a punchable face. So I'm right. now we all just I'm on the mission to ask people if I have a punchable face. That's my new thing. I'm gonna spend my entire weekend asking everyone if do you want to punch my face? Do I look like someone you want to punch? And then I'm going to report go. to that I got to go. I got to go. There's diapers to change, and I got to figure out immaculate grid before I go to sleep. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast. Cubs win 10-3. to 3. We will see you next week. Don't forget to check out uh, Cody and, or Corey and Ryan. Are you going to be on? 
<laughs> oh my god. Are you gonna oh, live? Are yeah, you gonna are make you gonna it to Monday? Are you gonna make it to the train? <laughs> <laughs> Just send us off. Just send Goodbye. us off. <laughs>